Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Achtung Normal, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. We've worked really hard over the summer. I know it's difficult at the moment because people don't see five, six signings. Um, but, you know, myself, Alex, uh, you know, Steve, John, you know, with John's sort of input and I've had John on the phone most days, you know, desperate to, to see who we've signed and when we're signing people because uh, I think, you know, this year we're going to be pretty ambitious in the market. Absolutely. And, and obviously, as you mentioned already, that as some departing players, you're going to have to fill fill those areas in the squad. But like you mentioned, behind the scenes, there's plenty of hard work going on in a, in a market that's been a little bit quiet at the moment. Yeah, it's been a quiet market. I think it always is. I think, you, you know, you want to do all your... Bit. I think that, again, I think the key bit is, you know, I could have filled two teams and had them in now, but it's about the right players. And unfortunately, the right players... Um, when teams don't want to sell their best players, you know, and we want to try and take other teams' best players, you know, where we can, and that's the aim, you know. So I'd rather be patient with that. Um, you know, I think we're pretty close to uh, pretty close to a couple of things, uh, and then a couple of other things are not far behind, and then it might then give us a little bit more time to wait for one or two areas and and, and wait to see that second phase of players that always become available a little bit later in a window that are maybe better than sometimes the ones you can get early so so um but it's exciting we're working hard you know don't think that uh, I don't want the fans to think we're just sat here and you know why haven't we signed players because you know we've had some very very exciting targets and, and we want to see if we can try and bring those over the line bit of patience sometimes I've got to hold my nerve I've got to take a bit of flack uh, but I think it'll all be worthwhile when the players arrive you're listening to Achtung Moor, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Well, that voice, listeners, was, of course, our manager, Gary Rowett, being interviewed yesterday via the um, the recast service. I thought it was, I couldn't remember its name the other day when I was talking to the chaps. I couldn't get the word reverb out of my head. But that's a completely different thing entirely to recast. Um, but Gary Rowett, they're speaking of the need for Millwall fans to show some patience, which is the story of my life, listeners. Um, joining me um, on a day dominated by the final departure of our talisman of recent years, Jed Wallace, for a Millwall, I hope not too miserable, a Millwall show. My two guests, Morose Michael Avery. How are you, Michael? 
Good afternoon, dear listener, on what has been an action-packed transfer window for Millwall, but they're just going in the wrong direction at the moment. <laughs> and woe, woe begone Harry Warren. I couldn't get an H word that made an alliteration worth it, but I've gone for woe begone Harry Warren. How are you, H? Horrified would be my... Um, <laughs> horrified Harry. <laughs> horrified Harry would be there, I'd say. Jesus, fuck it. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, fucking the Millwall recruitment department definitely are members of the RMT union because they clearly are on strike. <laughs> I've got their work cut out. I, I, I do agree. I mean, um, the reason I played the quote, listeners, obviously, is um, we haven't got much choice but show patience, really, because we are now, I think it was six weeks to the opening day fixture. We'll come back to the fixture release day. Was the news of Jed's departure is over shadowed that by by some distance i mean boys we were just having a conversation off air about the departure of jed it's been expected for some time um and the rights and wrongs of of um of the club's decision not to sell him perhaps when uh the market might have uh you know supported that um i i'm struggling with it because i as i've just said one of the curses of age listeners is that you've seen it all before and as good a player as Jed has been for us, he's by no means the best player I've ever seen in a Millwall shirt. And each one of those players in my time, my 50-odd years, 50-plus years now, we've sold or they've gone at some stage, for usually for reasons that, as we're finding with Jed, is that we can't compete financially. He's gone to West Bromwich Albion. Big news today. Um, and I imagine Harry, to start us off, um, well, he's got a four-year deal, probably on terms, I think I read double the the money that um, he's on at Millwall. No Premier League interest. Um, maybe he sees West Brom as a better route to that promised land. Um, how do you how do you feel about the Jed departure, mate? Um, disappointed. Um, totally understand why Jed has decided to leave. Um, we haven't been ambitious enough as a club over the time that he's been here to convince him to stay. I don't think he wants to leave. I don't think that, well, he obviously has left, but I don't think he wanted to leave um, because he's waited till the end of his contract. I don't think, I think it would have been easy for him to demand a move in January and, and mm-hmm. go to Forest or whatever and get promoted. I think he generally does care for the club. You could see that in the two last games of last season. But the reason he's gone is the reason that he can't stay. They're almost the same reason, is that we can't compete financially with these clubs to buy the quality of players. I'm looking at what West Brom have done in the transfer window already. John Swift, another fantastic player that will get you 10 to 15 assists in the championship a season at a decent side. They're Jason Malumbi's their midfielder. They, yeah. they are they are built, their midfield. I look at their three players in their midfield and I compare it to a Billy Mitchell, Saville, and Evans midfield, and I know which one I'd rather have. So, you know, in I know people are saying where we finished last season compared to West Brom. West Brom will not be as bad as they were last season again. Um, and we won't be as good as we were last season because we don't have 20-odd goals combined with his goals and assists that Jeb Wallace provided and whatever a phobia provided and <laughs> mm. name anyone else. Um, we are remarkably weaker without Jeb Wallace, and that is... A worry. It's a, I, I agree. It leaves a major hole. I mean, Michael, um, departure of Jed, it's not been unexpected. It's been coming for some time. It does still have a slightly um, gutty feeling to it, doesn't it? It's it's a reminder of our status in the in the uh, in the championship division, I think, in some ways. Yeah. Uh, he, and 
Do you know what it's like? It's it's like you see when you see the stories of like the sort of couples who are who are sort of struggling to sort of keep the relationship going, and you know it's going to end. But when you do finally decide to take the plunge and go, there is that little tinge of sadness, even even though you know it, it's it's there. I mean, I'm I'm not using the example of. of um, I'm of, trying to think of some celebrity examples here. Yeah. I'm going down the Love Island route now, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah it's for your daily dose of Love Island, dear listener. Acting Love <laughs> Island. I'm really over Kim Jong Il uh, or um, missile <laughs> that's been mis mishandled ends up on that fucking island. I'll tell you that's what, ours, ours wouldn't be ours wouldn't be acting Love Island, it'd be acting Isla Sheppey, wouldn't it? But um, no, just <laughs> lays um, down, lays down, down on sea. Yeah, but no, to, to 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 go back to it, it's I know Ryan's made the point online, and he does make the good point that you know some of the clubs who were interested in Jedi, even as far as Besiktas, I know you can question the integrity of the Turkish division, but it may not have been the best one with the potential offers he had, i.e. Forrest, that everyone was talking about. But it's, it's like we say, Nick, you know, like in the next five years, who's going to be more likely to be promoted? You know, us or West Brom? Let's put the oh, cards yeah. on the table. Yeah, Who, West, and, West and, Brom will be more likely, won't they? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the difference is, like Harry said there, and to touch on what you've said before, Nick, that Mill will play that sort of cup-style football, Yeah where, you know, it's all 100 miles an hour, but it gets sussed out quite quickly. So where Millwall will have one good season out of every, say, three or four, you can argue that seasons for us have been good, like recently under Rowett, because we've not been under any real threat relegation, but I'm talking promotion. West Brom's the other side of the coin. Out of five seasons, they may have one bad season like they had last year, but then they learn from it, rebuild, and they go on. Steve Bruce has taken a lot of stick since he's taken the job. A lot of people say he's obviously a bit past it and all that. Yes, time will tell, but he's also a manager who knows how to get promoted from this division. He's also a manager who's got experience at the high level with with bigger teams. And West Brom have got more appeal if you're a player and you want to join there than Mill. There's nothing you can do about that. How how I how I sort of see it similar to a lot of a lot of people are giving Jed stick because it wasn't the Premier League move that he spoke about or the sort of move where he, you know, was gonna go on to maybe play in Champions League for six and all this. It's a bit like the sort of poor man's Gareth Barry when he left Aston Villa to go to Man City for me, in the sense that when Barry left Villa, he was like the man team doing well. He took that. I know there was more money at Man City, but when he joined Man City, everyone was like, it's a bit of a side was maybe sort of downstep compared to where he was. With Wallace, he may not be leaving sort of like a, a team as big as Villa or anything like that. But he has joined a team who, who finished lower than Millwall, but he could be the player that they build their entire team around and he could be the catalyst to the project that gets them into the Premier League. So that could be more appealing than being at Millwall, but that's just my thoughts. I think also, I mean, Harry, I mean, um, I've seen stuff online. You, you, you read so much nonsense on, on Twitter and, and so, you know, I mean, honestly, um, people say, oh, he's, he's gone chasing the money. Well, I'd say to all of us on this group, I'd say to every listener, who doesn't chase the money? Harry, if you said, someone said to you, you can earn double your money by going to a, a, a plant in the Midlands, you'd have to think quite hard. I mean, the, when the number of zeros that will be involved on the end of these numbers that the footballers are, are playing for, who amongst us would not go for double money to another alternative employer? I, I, I don't hold that against Jed, and I, I, I don't actually hold it, uh, the, the, the way it's turned out against Millwall in, in some ways. I, I thought we might discuss the um, the point I think Michael's made it already about the, how we, he could have been sold in January and we could have got some money for him at that point. Um, but I remember 
reading plenty of comment online about how we never go for it. We're never ambitious. Why are we selling our best player when we're still in with a shout of a, of a, of a, a run at the playoffs? The club can't win because they've gambled and it's it, we've got beat on this one because we kept Jed and now we're having to let him go for nothing when I don't know how many millions he might have fetched on, on, the, on the market. But if we'd have sold him <laughs> in January, um, we don't know how that would have turned out, but then they would have got slaughtered for selling our best asset in, in January. Uh-huh. I, I, I personally believe, Harry, and I'm interested in know what you both think on this. I'll start with you, Harry. But um, I think Ryan's made this point, and I think Aaron, we have to be more ruthless when we're at the top of the market. When we have our assets at the top of the their value, we've got to start becoming ruthless. And we're not as a club. We are sentimental. We we stick with our favourites. We want them all back again. We're like um, Millwall family. We want cuddle. We are a family. We are we are a family, and and we forget that it's a business. We think it's your Saturday side on a Sunday where you know everyone, you know yeah. what everyone's going Mates. through, and if there's yeah. a death in their family, you're there for them. All this kind of stuff, and it, it that's great when it works. But the downside of that, as you said, is when we sell players in the market. Look at Romeo, right? Look yeah. at how much money we've lost on Romeo because Romeo could have gone for two or three, four million at the top of his game. At the top of look his game, him. yeah, yeah. yeah. L- look at how much money we've lost on Wallace that he could have gone for seven, eight million. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Look, look at the Savile. The Savile deal was one where it's ended up working for us. He went for eight and's come back for nothing, basically. Mm. Um, mm. So there is the yin and yang of that. But yeah, we are like, we're like, if Tellboy and Rodney went into the stock market. <laughs> we are literally like Delboy and Rodney what the first day on the trading floor <laughs> and have literally bought some second hand broken lawnmowers. That is that is literally what we are because we don't know what we're doing. We don't know when we have assets to sell, the club goes fucking hell, we're hang on to these. They sort of treat them, you know, like the family's cherished silver. And that's not really how you build that's not how you get more silver. That's you you no, end up with what you've no. got and eventually, you know, they're not Jeb Wallace will not be a football player forever. He will not be 24, 25 like he was forever. He will be 29, 30 and looking for a last pay deal. And Millwall are not the place to come for your last ever pay deal. Millwall are the place you build your name and move on from. That is unfortunate. It is a fact of life. And some of the comments, and I'll touch upon what you say, because it is fucking nonsense. If you're under the age of 25, right, this happens a lot. I'm going to tell you, the side that I grew up watching had a midfield of Stephen Reid, Paul Ifill, Tim Cale, um, fucking Darren Wall, Lawrence Deitch, Nevercott. I'm saying names that Aris fucking wise. These are all players that were in my first year. They all left. We got fucking relegated. We ended up with David Tuttle's manager. It's not that bad yet. I'm warning you, it has the potential to be that bad because I see 2005 written... In this fucking woe begone Warren, but get off, get him off, get him off the stream. Woe no, begone no, Warren. No, 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 no. no, no, no. But you, you're sitting there and say because the, 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 if you are a player in that group, if you are a player in that group, we've all been at workplaces, right? When the person that does all the work and the person that, that gets everyone going goes, it is really hard for another leader to come out of that group, and we have absolutely fucking no leadership in that side at the moment. There I mean, is not one leader. It's a big call. Not, not Sean Hutchinson there. No, no, I don't think Hutchinson is. I think Hutchinson should have. I think Hutchinson should be. Not, but not, not Biakowski, no? Well, Bart's 35, Mike. We've got to move on. This it's is what big, we're saying. It, it's the, fucking, it's done. This side is the, the end of its thing and we've left it too late. Uh, you can't but, replace eight players a year. It doesn't work. 
No, but is, I mean, there's there's the challenge for the uh, the manager, um, for the recruitment team. I mean, Michael. I mean, the, you know, now now is the time to show themselves. I mean, I I I I, I understand Harry's um, uh, feelings at the moment because we, we well, I think we could barely muster an eleven man side with maybe one one an old school one substitute set on the bench at the moment. But um, there is work to be done. Um, and this it is a big opportunity stroke challenge stroke um risk i suppose um i mean i'm i'm reading of names i don't know the boy the, the boy from um aberdeen ferguson lewis lewis ferguson that was supposed to be um you know going all out after this one of the downsides of age listeners i've said already is that you've heard all this before but so we'll see what we get um, talk of, of of Oliver Burke coming in. Um, I don't mind Burke. I think he's. But they, they, we do need more than just those two, Michael. Um, early to be calling problem season ahead, but they, we've got to get some got to get some action soon, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before, but without trying to poke the bear, two thousand and five ain't going to happen again. It, it won't. We're too we're too well run behind the scenes. We've got too experienced the manager. Um, I, it just, I, I think with that, we, we had our fingers burnt badly. So I don't think we'd allow ourselves to get in that position again. Not saying next year won't be difficult. I think, as I said in our chat, boys, that every, everyone, yes, we offered Jed this great deal to stay and, you know, we wanted him to stay daily. But there is no way that us as a club, no matter how sort of sentimental we are, Nick, and I do appreciate your point, but there's no way if there was any inkling that he was going to go that, Rowett and Aldo and all those behind the scenes would have gone, right, we just need to start looking for a replacement. The issue is the replacement and the players who've come in, right? Mm. I the, the problem we've got, and talking about the players who we had before, and again, with listening, if you're under 25, my biggest issue, Nick, is I'd, you said about having a small squad uh, at the moment, but I'm sure on the other foot, we don't want a 30-man squad. We, we want basically the best we can get. The, the issues we had before was we had... Steve Morrison in his prime left to go to Norwich. We replaced him with Darius Henderson. Mm. You know, we had we had a lot of decent players, sort of like the Tim K Hills, didn't really replace him. Darren Ward, the season that he went, I think we replaced him with a young, inexperienced Paul Robinson. My issue is recruitment. We sat every single season. We said at the beginning of the last season just gone and the one before when we was looking up slightly that recruitment is key to get us to the next level. Recruitment is key to keep us competitive in this division. Not pushing for the top six, but Jed is too creative a player. And again, I'm not saying he's the main, like the most important player we ever had or all this, all this our, our crucial years to us in our in our 130-year history or wherever long we've been around. But we need a player who will be that spark, who can drag people yeah, I agree. Um, up yeah. Yeah. if we are playing bad. Because it was always the cliche, when Jed Wallace plays bad, Mill will play bad. You know, so as you say, Harry, it's, it's a, it could be a leadership thing where some players now step up to the plate. But my priority at the moment is getting someone. Yes, you will not be able to replace a player with that quality, but get as close to it as you can within your budget. I mean, Harry, one one thing I wanted to to say to you is Jed developed. I mean, we we can all remember when Jed first came to us. A couple of loans initially, I think he was. Yeah. Was it was it Paul Pompey he came from, or was it Wolves? Wolves. 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 Sorry, yeah. So anyway, the, the the Jed that we are losing was not the Jed that we saw at the start. He developed, um, and I think that's got to be key for us because we do have some talented boys. I'm joking aside about the thinness of the squad, we do have some skilled players. We do have uh, the likes of Tyler Bury, who I think at the moment, yeah, or, well, yeah, or at the moment, 
Um, we, we'll see who else comes in. But it's it's that uh, Jed flowered over those six years uh -huh. and he improved. And the, the crucial thing that I thought he developed was a willingness to take a risk on the field of play, to use his skill and be prepared to make an error, because that's actually quite a big thing. Most players play within a, away from it. Yeah, they shit a shell, don't they? They 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 don't want to make a mistake, they don't want to get sticked in the crowd, and they don't want to hear it from the manager. Um, whereas Jed, I think, gradually, gradually, gradually um, developed a persona that he, he could and was trusted to play the long ball, to take the, the chance, to do the um, the odd move here and there. I do see it in the players. I mean, you know, we, we've, um, we're talking about bringing Burke back. We'll see who else we, we bring in over the weeks ahead. But I think that we, we do need that spark. Michael's right. We, we, we're losing a creative and we need to find it quite quickly. We as a crowd, as, as a Millwall crowd, have got to be prepared to watch some errors in order to watch players develop a little bit. I don't know that we'll get that patience, but that's the, no. that's the price. Well, well, you're saying about a creative, and I think just to stay where we are, we've still only got one right back. We've still only got one yeah. left back that's fit. Yeah, yeah. We've lost the centre-half, we've lost the centre-forward, and we've lost our best player. Some you've um, got to replace some apart of that. From that going swimmingly. Exactly, and that's not me. That is fact. I'm not trying to. No, 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 know, no, no, no. I don't no, want no. us to be. And, and Zach like, Lovelace is talking about going to Rangers. Well, so. no, that's done. That is a hundred percent done. That like Millwall versus Rangers. Like, oh yeah, Champions League football. Morales gets fucking red carded every three weeks, so he'll be playing. <laughs> don't worry about that. You know, you know it, it's. I I, I want to take. I, my... I, my hat off to interrupting you. I want to take my hat off to Joe Zampa. He, he messaged me, and I love this one about what why would um what's what does Benic Afobe see in playing for Bruges, um, Champions League lifestyle, decent, decent food, decent beer. I don't know, you know, what what does what does Zach Lovelace see in Champions League, uh, European champ, uh, based challenging for Scottish Premiership Rangers? Titles. I don't know. I mean, doesn't, is, he want, is, doesn't he want an April trip to Blackpool? <laughs> So that's off there, Joe. All, 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 I, all I will say to Joe is, is I reckon Bennett's going for those Christmas markets. Has <laughs> <laughs> so Bennett not seen the sweet shop on, on Ilderton Road? I mean, you know, we could do beer and sweets, Harry, can't we? Yeah, ancient yeah, foresters. Yeah. What's wrong with your foresters? Is that the only thing? Is that the only thing we can actually offer? Is literally we could offer a sweet beer shop and next door to the foresters. Yeah. If you, that's what he's after. Who wants? Who wants? Who wants left? Who wants Lefe and Belgian chocolate when you can have Stella and wine gums? You've got a curry <laughs> house over the road, anyway. Curry, um... Yeah, you can go to the curry den for up to date <laughs> cuisine. Um, I just the boys. I, I, you know, I am, I am shocked. I am shocked that they haven't gone to Derby yet. I'm really shocked. <laughs> I mean, the right back at Derby is supposed to be like some world beater, Nathan Byrne. Well... I, I fucking, I've not even paid attention to him. Because I think Danny Mac's pretty decent, but going back to what what Ryan he does need competition that, though, Harry. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's that, it. it all and plays need competition. In, well, it's not just that. It's you know, Millwall luck will be. I know you said about Bart. Uh, another thing is literally we haven't had, and this is thing we've had injuries, but we haven't had injuries to like unreplaceable players like in in last season. They no, weren't like. No. Right, so like, yeah, but we did, we did. Jed Wallace, he was injured in January. Yeah, but Jed Wallace wasn't playing particularly well in January when he got injured, and Tyler Bury had fucking six weeks where he played like Jed Wallace. Like that's that's, and he's gone out of form. I'm not turning around and saying it, but there is a reason why Premier League player, Premier League teams are looking at Tyler Bury. It's not because he's shit. The the different the difference is is that Mason Bennett is as good as Jed Wallace on his day. 
problem is, is Mason Bennett sitting 60 minutes running around getting injured because that's what he does, right? There's these players are going to be the ones that we're going to replace these players with are going to be flawed because we can't afford to. We are shopping in Poundland. We don't shop in Marks and Spencers. That is our transfer policy. We go to fucking B&M bargains and try and get the good shit. We don't try and get the little broken biscuits. And sometimes we end up with a broken biscuit. Scalak was a broken biscuit. Fucking Abu Fafana all them years ago was a broken biscuit. So was Juan, right? And and this is is half the joy of being a Millwall fan is that you know that for every little bit of hope and every little incy bitsy step that we take up the table and we get there, you know there's going to be a massive fucking snakes and ladders moment where it all goes to shit. And it could be this season. It might be next season. it might be the first championship manager to get sacked. We might win the league. Who knows? That is where we're sitting at the moment. We are batshit crazy. That's what we do. I'm loving this quote. Aaron's just put it on the group chat. Listen, I'll share it with. I don't know who this person is. DSX, Mike. I've never heard of DSX. Sounds like a delivery service, DSX. Um, he's replying to Millwall FC and Tom Bradshaw. And he, DSX says, no one likes us. You'll be surprised at who likes you. We shall rise like lions after slumber in the unvanquishable number. We are Millwall. We don't care. God likes you. That's, that's good enough for me, DSX. Um Signing. Is that one of the Kenyans? If he's signing, can he play right wing? <laughs> if God's on our side, mate, I'm 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 happy. That'd be some, like, some... It sounds like one of them um, Crusaders from sort of like the 10th century, it's like standing yeah, outside the gates of Jerusalem. Some yeah. work by Aldo if he brings God in, in the, part of the, <laughs> the part of the squad. I would take my hat off to the boy. Aldo announces that is some fo- football manager <laughs> spreadsheet you're working from there, Aldrich. I'll tell you that much. Can't, but, can't play Sundays, yeah. though. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Millwall. Let's move along. I actually, when I when I suggested we were sat around the curry house table last week, listen, I said to the boys, I hadn't, I hadn't done a show for a while, 
and someone messaged me privately and said, are you doing a show? And I thought, well, yeah, nothing to talk about, really. Um, which, you know, I'm glad we've got something to talk about. But I hung it on this, which was the... Uh, the always exciting fixture release. Though. I don't know why you get so excited. Over it. Every, Did you get excited every... over it, chaps? Did you get excited? Are, over it? are we playing everyone home and away? Michael, do you get excited over fixture release day? I, I do, do irrationally. Only with me, I only get excited when, depending on who, who as silly as it sounds, who's in the division that season. I think the last couple of years where we've had, and, and yeah, like no one likes talking about them, and they're, they think they're this big club and all that, but where there's been sort of like no leads. Sort of, um, no, sort of no exciting this season. No, yeah, it's, it's the classic. You look at first day for me in my ass, it's first day of the season, Chris, uh, Boxing Day, January, uh, New Year's Day, end of the season. And then if we've yeah. got a Leeds, if we've got like, or if a Newcastle went down, I'm not even excited about the teams who went down, to be honest with you. I couldn't, no, I couldn't no, give a toss no. paper. I'm really looking forward to our annual trip to get fucking beat in the last 10 minutes at Norwich. In, the, yeah. in September, I'm really that comes looking fairly to... early, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be crushing yeah. disappointment early doors, you know, get I'm, out of I'm, the way. Do, early. Do you know what I'm looking forward to most of all? The season, the, the fixtures coming out on the Thursday, and by next Tuesday, it's changed 15 times because of TV yeah. and international and cup and all that. So, also, and break, breaking news Millwall against Bristol City will now be on a Tuesday morning from Saturday <laughs> at three. Birmingham versus Millwall will be moved to 9 a.m. on the Hebrides. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, I was getting all excited and then it pops up as we're playing Stoke on opening day 30th. Ah, it's, not, it's actually really not very exciting at it's, all. It's then we go to when, they think, when they're winning 3 0 on the first day of the season and they're seeing Gary Rowett, your football is shit to us. And we're sitting there <laughs> in a post Jed like slump and going fuck fucking hell this is gonna be fun. this is this is gonna be a fucking long season isn't it? I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what i'll tell you what that god on the right wing's got a lot of work to do <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's a few miracles needed he needs um, to part the waves <laughs> I, I was really struck looking at the fixtures how hard it would have been to do a whole podcast listeners talking about fixture release that's it it's one of those things that promises much excitement and then actually fades really quickly um when you when you get it so i haven't even looked at it when like fish and chips it? fish Chips are always more exciting in the prospect than the. I'll have a look. Keep when have we got Sunderland? When we got Sunderland? Uh, we play them in um, in September, I think. Away. Oh, yeah. Actually. Oh fucking hell! That's great. I've never, I've never been, I've never been that far north. Um, oh, there we are. Fixtures are out, listeners. Check the new website, chaps. I don't know. Have you looked at the new website? That's yeah, the best. Got, got is that the best yet? signing we've made all season? A new have website we design. We, we, we will have. Kit. We will have. They, they, they're coming. They're made by Husk. They're made by. The record signing, on, this kid from Aberdeen's bringing it down in his car. He's going to bring all the new shirts with him, apparently. He's part of the, he drive? Part of the deal. He's driving a Lexus <laughs> or a Saab. He's driving a van. He's driving a van. Are we, are we, mentioning, the, um, are we mentioning the usual pre, uh, pre-season of Dartford? Yeah, we're playing the... <laughs> who, else, who, who else is I'm missing the... off that delightful tapas board, of, smorgasbord of amazing have football? It's have a, I haven't looked at the, the actual full... You know what? Put... I'm, I, I normally go and watch one. You know what? They're disgusting me so much at the moment that I generally disgusting. might not turn up. I might not turn up. I mean, the fucking Jed leaving video. Like... Oh, fucking hell. Colchester's at home and all, isn't it? Oh, for fuck's sake. Is it? What are we yeah, doing? This, this, this to wet your palate. All around the world, we get listeners to this show. Um, so wherever you are, from Bombay to, to Santa Fe and, uh, you know, the Yucatan to Milan... Uh, <laughs> This is the glittering tapas on offer at Dartford at the Prince's Park Stadium, Michael. You know that's only about two miles up the road. I'll go. Harry, look, Colchester at the Job Surf Community Stadium is calling out to you, mate. It's only up the road. Oh, it is away. Sorry, sorry. Google Live. No, 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 no. no. Um, We're not doing that. A glittering home friendly against Ipswich. 
and then um, they're up against Stoke. That's not much, <laughs> not much to whet the appetite there, is there? Where's this it's European good. game that we were promised? That I think it might be no, no, behind no. closed been doors. Banned. We've been banned for this European game. It'll be, the, it'll, uh... be, it'll be behind closed doors, but they'll let the away fans in. We're the only like club that gets ban banned from Europe for what we might do, rather than what we have done. You know, yeah. we, we don't have to do it to get banned. So I don't think we're going to get any, any, um, you know. Interesting. Um, I'll tell you what, the, 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 why, why, why do I support this Sharon shit? Honestly, why? Why do I do this to myself every year? Why do I build show? my hopes up? <laughs> why do I? Why do I build my hopes up? To, to have them smashed every sort of summer. Well, the going, only way is up to coin a fucking song, yeah. It was. My, my dad told me a story of that when they were in the uh, at the old Kobo Lane, mm. and they were bottom of the first division the second season. And Yaz, the only way is up. Come on. And I thought, Mr. By for now has always had irony, hasn't he? Always he does has had do it. irony. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. I wonder what he'll be playing um, on the first day back of the season. I don't, I don't know what, what, if there are no new signings, what's he, what's he going to play? <laughs> you can't always a, get what you want. <laughs> well, I keep reading in the, in, on the online about how the, we're getting dragged back to the 1970s and we, we really will at me. We've only got 11 players and then the one substitute that will be like being back in 1972 again. This is going to do um, marvel, marvellous things for the winter of discontent down the den, isn't it? <laughs> if we're going to have a second winter of discontent, Rail strikes Millwall fucking bottom of the league <laughs> with one try and FA inquiries pending. Come on, let's, only, let's move on. Let's move on. Move along. Not only do we have a new website, chaps, we also have a new Mill TV service. Um, I follow has been ejected from um, the Millwall, Millwall um, uh, table, and now we're going to have a new Mill TV service. I mean, a lot of clubs have been doing that last season. Um, I, I actually it cost thought some money as well to do it as well. Yeah. I think, I suppose you can, I think, um, I saw one team, it might have been Derby, actually, they had, they had their own pre-match show, you know, like they had, like a proper Sky Television B, uh, BT Sports production, you know, whether we'll go that far, I don't, I don't who's gonna know. Have, who's going to get the Millwall presenting job? Aldo and fucking, Aldo <laughs> and Lurch. I'm in, I'm in, if, if the club are looking for a TV presenter, I don't mind doing it, Um but we'll see. Other changes for the new season. There's if we haven't had enough excitement with the the uh, signings that we've not made so far. Uh, we're going to be able to field five substitutes. We might not be able to make five subs, Harry. We ain't got five subs to put on the bench. Don't <laughs> make five subs. Five extra players over the eleven. Um, but yeah, apparently it's going to go back to um, I think the same Michael as we had during COVID. Um, which is like a, a choice of five from seven, I think it was, and they, you, you can bring them in at certain points. Yeah, in, a, lot, a lot of these, um, a lot, a lot of these temporary things that came in for COVID. Obviously, the fan, the, it, it's one of the positives from the pandemic. So, um, oh, I like if, that. That's not actually done. Hello, official, hello, official referee Michael Avery. There, quote from yeah. the FA. I like uh, that. Do you know what it would be? I, I it, the, the thing is, it isn't even necessary to substitutions. It's, it's the it's the sort of two teams agreeing when um, you know you can bring the players on because if it's that many subs at agreed times, it's a, it'll be a headache. But it's another thing that. Uh, but we'll be touching on changes to football rules again shortly as well, won't we? They've, but, um, yeah, they've, they've just they've done it in our Saturday league. They've um, put it forward five subs. Five well, subs. It, yeah, but it's Sunday have... league. Sunday league's been roll and roll off. Forever, yeah, but, but it's roll and roll off. What they're saying is, it, arm was it was roll and roll off, but you were only allowed to bring three extra players to roll and roll off, rotate. Now they're saying you can bring five subs to roll on, roll off. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't get. Apparently it's to do with participation, but I have, you know, 
how many captains are going to managers want going to want to have to fuck about with five blokes on the sideline like on off on off on off it's it's, mm. it's a headache you don't want that you don't want admin at football yeah. no no meant to be enjoyable um we'll see i mean it i, I thought it just broke the play up to but uh, so much of the modern game we'll, we'll come back to the new rule changes actually um so much of the modern game is about management of a, of a game I, I actually think that one of the big changes that never gets uh, mentioned but should be made michael we were talking about it on the group chat the other day will be like a like they have in some sort i think rugby league has something like an independent timekeeper and they have like a um a clock that stops when the ball's out of play for any any length of time yeah. i'd love to see something like that in football so that you can't um manage a game because i hate that uh, i hate yeah. it when we do it and i hate it when other teams do it i'd love to see something like a, a, a stop clock really? that stop- yeah, yeah. I, I love i love game i love game management i think it's game, game, i love the man- shit out of three yeah yeah but game game management and like with, like we used the sunday league example game management and booting the ball over a fence that's on a railway line is a bit of a different thing well, it's know? a different level i'm yeah. talking about Millwall. i mean no, falling no. over falling over to work the clock in the words um, of Neil, yeah, yeah, the words yeah, yeah, of yeah. Neil Warnock, you've got to fucking die to yeah. get three points right yeah. that's all that matters right that's no, no, literally it no, you are right, Nicky. It, it would be interesting to see how that would work in the sort of pro game because, like you say, how many times do you see someone go down holding their leg? And, and and it's like it's like a lot of these rules get brought in for the safety and the safeguarding of players across all levels. How many times do you see a player get clipped in the knee, goes down holding his head? The ref has to stop the game because it's he, he's holding his head because you know, that there could be that chance he's hit his head on the way to the floor, whatever. And then when you walk over to the player, he had his hands on his head because he was in so much pain from his leg injury. He went, oh, I'm all right now. You know, and... It makes a mockery of the game. I mean, precisely, I, I, that's exactly my point. But if you, st- if you stop the watch for those three minutes and actually had it on the screen, because that's what we were saying as well, like, um, they were saying about the independent timekeeper being off the field and Ryan was saying about, you know, whether to have it on the big screen or anything like that. I think have it on the big screen so the play, even the at fans... a professional can... level, if you can't, yeah. you can't do it on a Sunday game, you yeah, can't yeah, do of course, it yeah. non-league, but you could do it at, we well, should be able to do it at the professional level. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think I, if you're done for play acting, you should have to be off for as long as you receive treatment for. Yeah, it's... So if you are if you are play acting, like you said, Mike, if they, if they remove a player from their team for the three minutes they were rolling around when there's clearly fuck all wrong with you, especially like when you see it on replays, probably would work more in the Premier League than, than our league because obviously we don't have far. But if if that was to happen, it would stop people doing it because they know that they'd be down to 10 men for three minutes. That's the way to encourage it out of the game, the, the mm. fake conning of referees. It's the same with the diving idea. Like, it, it shouldn't, and I, I don't like it when they retrospectively punish someone. So, like, say they dive and they win a penalty in a game and then they ban them for a game afterwards. The only game they should then be banned for is the next time that they should, it should be the club that was, say someone dives against Millwall and they are up against the team that we could do with the team that's just dived against us, beating another team the week after and they're now not missing their star striker. It should be up to us to decide because we were the old party of when he takes his ban. So, ideally, you'd want it next time he mm-hmm. played you. That, that, like I don't understand. You, you, when you get wronged, you should be the one. You should have the right to be righted. Oh yeah, the other one I'm lo- well, I'm not loving. I'm 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 mixed on it. Is Arsene Wenger's idea, Michael, of having kick-ins rather than Arsene throw-ins? Arsene Wenger. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, obviously, um, he's trying to encourage faster play. That's his idea. Mm. 
rather than people taking their time over a throw-in. But the value of a kick-in, unless you really hem it in with a, I don't know, some kind of distance that the ball's got to travel or can't travel more than, is that you get effectively given a free kick to a team often in fairly dangerous situations, which is disproportionate to a throw-in. I mean, I know you can have a long throw, but that doesn't doesn't seem to have quite the value that a free kick would have from halfway inside your opponent's half onwards. You know, it becomes progressively more of a dangerous situation. Um in the name of in the name of speeding the game up, I found that an odd one. How did you see as a referee? Um, as a traditionalist, no, you don't want to change it. But as a yeah. traditionalist, years ago, you didn't want to change the back pass or the throwing back to the goalkeeper or change. It's been integrated. It is what it is. I mean, that is a radical, radical change. Yeah, the throwing rule. But it's like Arsene Wenger said with the stats. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he said. I think he said eight out of ten. I don't think so. Size eight out of ten, but. Even even though the, the the sort of throw in is a restart, which it is, it's not a, you've you've won it because you've been fouled or or, or judged bad, or the other team's been judged badly by the referee or it's an offside, etc. But it, it is a position where you are technically in charge of the ball, in control of the ball, attacking should should benefit from the throw because you've got it. Hmm. But like Wenger's example, if you've got ten outfield players, one of you is off the pitch while the throw's being taken, so you're already at disadvantage because. Um, you're a man short, you know, as soon as the throwing's taken. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything in football is appealed for and penalised as often as a foul throw. I don't think there's as many ways to... When, when you take it... So, basically, if you've got a free kick, you have a free kick, you kick it. If you've got an indirect free kick, you've got to kick it as long as it don't go in. Same with a corner. As long as it doesn't go off, it's fine. Mm. Every... you 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 With a foul throw... You've got to watch your feet. You've got to watch your arms. You've got to watch your feet on the line. You've got to watch how far behind the ball it goes. You've got to worry about the trajectory. You can't just write up. It's got to go forward. Yeah. For something that's meant to be an advantage, you've got a lot going against you, and it's the most appealed and scrutinised restart of a game in football, in my opinion, the throwing. So if you look at it that way, what advantage do you get from a throw? Whereas if you could just pull it on the floor and just pass it back to the player, you're still in possession. It's not scrutinised. The game restarts faster and there on you go. Because even even as well, if you look with throw-ins, if you look at a corner, yeah, fair enough, there's a mark where you take a corner. I get that. But how often in a game do does someone take a free kick? And they might nick a yard, but no one says anything. Someone takes a throw-in and they go up two or three yards up the line. Everyone's screaming, he's got to go back, ref, come and move it back. He's gone too far. You've got the crowd getting involved. You've got a section of the game that's so scrutinised, but when you suggest taking it out of the game, it's so protected. Yeah. So... I think, and I'm not saying it to say to be out of order to these divisions, because when you do grassroots football, you can argue grassroots football is more important than the Premier League when it comes to like developing game and things like that. But invite the option to introduce it uh, to all leagues. Leagues decide whether they want to try it. Let's see how it goes for a year, get feedback, and then introduce it more and more and more and more. Don't, don't force... They've done it once before. They have but done don't, it but don't, don't force the Dutch fourth division to do it or the Slovakian women's third division to do it, open it out to every division. Who would like to give it a try? And then we'll see. They're, they're trialling this in the, the Dutch second division. Oh, well, 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 I don't. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's yeah, be, yeah. I, 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 I'm a traditionalist. I think it's bollocks. I, I think all the so I've done that really that, long statement you've just said it's bollocks and that's it. Well, no, I, 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 I'll, I'll dive into why I think it's bollocks. It's bollocks. is part of football. If you want to police it differently, change the rules around throwings. Don't fucking change the throwing. All the things that you've raised about you got to watch your feet, got to watch that. The amount of people that don't know how to take a throw-in, I'm telling you, oh, it's someone that is at, 
absolutely fucking awful, right? It, girls can't take them in my in my sandy side. All my, I think I've that's, that's alienated their, their, their female. No, market but they can't. And, and after boys, after boys in my fucking tens team on a Saturday can't take them. So you know, I, I'm not pretending like it's not a problem. But if both teams are constantly giving foul throws, I expect the referee to turn a blind eye and fucking let them both take foul throws. So as they're not gaining an advantage from it. Um, because I had one passage of play last season where the referee changed possession of the throwing four times in about 60 seconds. It was like right. foul throw, change, foul throw, change, foul throw, change, foul throw, right. change. And right. there's nothing more embarrassed like there's nothing more embarrassing than that. So I totally get your point, but it's part of football. And if we're gonna start changing football, then you know. Should we ever have a draw for the TV spectacle? Should all games have to have a winner? Should we just winner play overtime? Do you know what I mean? Style. Like, once you start messing with the very fabric of football, then, you know, it's a slippery slope. I like football as it is, and that's why it's the most watched sport in the world. Interestingly, I'm just looking at the Guardian article. I sent a link around on our, our group chat, listeners. I'm just reading through it as, as Harry's talking, but they're also talking about the stop clock as, a, as another thing that will be um, trialled at some point. Uh, but two statistics here, boys. I mean, it show uh, data showed that the ball was actually in play, i.e., on in active play in the Premier League for 55 minutes and three seconds during the 21 22 season and Champions League, same 56 minutes um, rather than 55. So, um, I think there's changes afoot. I, I don't like the um, I don't like the kick-ins. I do like the idea of, of um, stopping the clock when I mean my own personal pet hate boys. I've mentioned it loads of times, and listeners will be turning off in their droves. We'll be losing listeners faster than Mill losing players. Um, but I hate the amount of time they take to reform after scoring a goal. <laughs> At least a minute's got to be taken up with celebrating and patting everyone on the back and running running back and that that stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. needs to needs to be yeah. dealt with um enough enough lecturing um one last thing before i, I let you go chaps I, did anyone see the australian goalkeeper in the world cup playoff doing his antics on the goal line another thing i hated to see um it was perfectly legal but he, he was moving side to side pulling kind of strange like a like you're taking some bad shit at a rave or something and he's doing some kind of like um uh, it looked like a Twizzle with a kind of stick man dancing around. And it proved to be effective because um, I don't want to lose our Australian listeners too. I mean, Aussie are in the, in the World Cup, so well done to Australia. But um, I couldn't bear to have that goalkeeper in my goal if I was an Australian fan, albeit it was effective. I don't know if you really saw it, the, the shootout. Or I, saw, I saw what he was... I did see what he'd done. And he yeah, also... He also lobbed the Peruvian. Was it Peru? Did they play? He Peru? slung his um, water bottle, um, which water I, bottle I think he had the list of the penalty was... takers. Yeah, yeah, I, it's I, great. I'd less less of a problem with that. That's that is. I mean, the, the, as you said, all shit housing, Harry. Um, that's that's. I don't mind that. I don't know where that irrational decision comes from in my mind, but the the dancing backwards and uh, sideways, to and fro sideways. I don't know. I just made a. I've used the word already. I'll use it again. Listeners made a mockery of of, of the situation. And the game. Yeah. Um, I think we've probably reached the end of my um list of, of talking points here, chaps. Did anyone anyone want to say anything before we close out? Anything I haven't included on my list of interesting things to talk about on this 
uh, Jed Wallace departure day. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the club shop's new website. If then the uh, current yeah, club yeah. Has the, the Hummel, the Hummel gear, the, the the players are in their new Hummel training shirts. Which, oh yeah, um, let's talk about the luminous. We won't lose Gary Rowett in the dark top. <laughs> No, but we might, pass, right. we might pass it to a steward thinking, like having some kind of Freudian slip. They looked all right. I, I, I mean, I've never bought anything like that. So I probably won't, listeners, but I thought they looked all right. I could imagine you wearing it to a 90s rave, Nick. With my glow sticks. I don't yeah, need a glow stick. Cho- I just need a snow shirt. Fluorescent choker. Just, just, uh, just for the listeners, I've just gone on the website. Due to our new partnership with Hommel, Lowercase H, is that right? Even though uh, probably yeah, is. Probably yeah, probably is. Yeah. 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 It's a da- uh, Danish company, isn't it? Yeah, we are upgrading our website. We'll be ready for kickoff on the 1st of July at 9 o'clock. I bet that's delayed. That's, is, that, <laughs> is that a bit like these? We're, we're looking to get our business done early. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and also, are... as well, a, a former Millwall player, good luck to Steve Morrison, who may have to manage Gareth Bale next season. <laughs> That's going to be Absolutely. an interesting conversation, isn't it? Where's it going to be? Golf, golf, golf uh, Wales, golf, and then Cardiff. Marlon Romeo passing the ball to Gareth Bell. <laughs> I never thought I'd see. There we are, listeners. Um, I think we really have exhausted my very flimsy list of talking points for a midsummer misery show. Um, huge thank you to Wobegon Warren. Thank you, Harry. No problem. Horrific. <laughs> Horrific, Harry. And a big, big thank you to uh, miserable Michael Avery. <laughs> thank you. Keep, keep the faith, dear listener. We'll be all right. But I said, that, it, before Don, I I said it, that before Donaghy took over. 18th, 18th is success. 18th, 18th is success. You, I, I, listeners, you, you, you're well out of our group chat with Harry's miserable predictions where we're going to finish. 18th is as good as it gets for him. I, well, I'm going to wait to see these mega signing club records. I'm saying at the from. moment, I am open to moving that on a on a sliding sort of da- door scale, like the swingometer when you have a parliamentary election, when you end up with Dimbleby going, oh, this is the exit poll. At the moment, the exit poll is saying it's very, very bad. <laughs> you wait till we snap up Messi and Mbeppe up front on our so, club record signings. Yeah, yeah we get bought by some shake. <laughs> just on the eve of the season, some human, worry, human some, rights monster. Yeah, yeah, goes. I like what the club's values are. I like what the values of the support is. Here's yeah, a couple of billion quid, and we will complain. Yeah, yeah. Big thank you, boys. Thank you, listeners. We'll be back again um, when there's anything to talk about. Until then, Arriva Dirty Mill, and bye for now. You have been listening to Achtung Millwall. Please do leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Danke schon. Up the lines. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 